A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Would you be the jerk for throwing a shopping cart into the back of someone's pickup truck? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for telling my son's wife that his ex is in the family and has been here longer than she has? My son was dating Sabrina. They started in high school and broke up when they were in college. It was a long relationship and I became really close to her. She is, in my eyes, our daughter. Her family are awful people and she sees us as her parental figures. She even is planning to have my husband walk her down the aisle when she gets married. Now, when they broke up, relationship just died. We didn't drop her since she's our kid at this point. My son wasn't happy but moved on. So she gets invited to family events and has for years. My son's now 27 and married to Bethany and she's a nice person. We never clicked. We don't have much in common and they live two hours away so it's hard to plan stuff to get to know her more. Really, I'm sure it'll grow in time. Now we had a picnic and all the family members were invited. So Sabrina was there as normal and I thought the night was nice. Bethany comes up to me at the end of the night and expressed that she's uncomfortable with her husband's ex being everywhere and if I couldn't invite her for family stuff. I told her no and that Sabrina is a part of the family and has been part of the family longer than she has. If there's actually a valid reason like her being rude, then I would consider it but she's done nothing. She left and my son has called me and called me a jerk for picking her over my now real family. Am I the jerk? My husband thinks she's crazy, but I know we can be biased. Edit, I'll make this clear, she may not be my kid, but everything else, she is my daughter and has been for about 10 years. Also, Sabrina is engaged, so no, she doesn't want to get back with my son and I don't want them to either. Yes, I've invited Bethany to do stuff with me, it's always been a no. I won't disown Sabrina by disinviting her to family events because that's actually what I'll be saying. I'll be saying I don't see her as family if I disinvite her to family events she's gone to for about 10 years. This is asking me to choose between two children. I won't disown one. I think this is just a losing situation, but it doesn't actually really make OP the jerk. If they genuinely truly have such a close relationship with Sabrina, I don't think it makes you the jerk for not wanting to give up and sever inviting them and having them be a part of your lives in that way. But you also kind of have to understand your son or their partner being upset that their former lover is being around in all these situations. I just don't know if there's a great way to amicably fix this. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for ruining dinner over a spelling mistake? I, 25-year-old female, type very fast on my phone, and sometimes have spelling errors or grammar mistakes, but as this is a text, I don't think it's that important. I just need the person who I send a message to to understand what I mean. I know it irritates my husband as he's talked to me about it before, and for him I usually double-check my texts, but last night it slipped my mind. I texted my husband a shopping list as my sister-in-law and her family were coming for dinner, and asked him to get some things after work. As I typed quickly, I'd written coconut M-L-I-K instead of coconut milk. I was making Thai green curry, but I realized I didn't have a tin at home, and I'd made the curry before my husband was back. I just needed to add the coconut milk and reheat it for when my in-laws would come. 
When he got home, I realized he had brought everything I put on the list except the coconut milk. I got annoyed and when I asked him why he didn't bring that, he said he couldn't understand what I meant and that next time I should check my spelling before sending a text. I then told my husband to figure out what we were serving sister-in-law because it wasn't Thai green curry as he didn't bring the coconut milk. I left my husband to then figure out dinner and he got us all takeout instead which he was upset about doing as he had a hard day at work and I was at home. OP in my opinion is absolutely not the jerk for refusing to enable this weaponized incompetence. So what if you make some grammar mistakes in a text? All I'm saying is, is with your partner who's supposed to be the closest person in your life, in my opinion it should be more than fine if you have a few grammar issues or typos. Unless it becomes a situation where you legitimately cannot understand what they're saying some of the time, who cares? This next story is, am I the jerk for changing the chores unilaterally since my husband wants the boys to stand to urinate? Our house has three bathrooms, the in-suite is basically mine, all of my products are in there and it's where I do my business. My husband also uses it but not for much more than brushing his teeth, grabbing a glass of water, or a midnight pee. The main bathroom is the one my husband and three kids use. The half bath on the main floor is mostly for guests and washing up before meals. After we potty trained our sons, I kept making sure that they were sitting to pee. They're young and don't really care. They can use a urinal when we're out somewhere. My brother-in-law was over last month and saw my oldest boy in the bathroom by accident. My sons don't lock the bathroom door yet because they don't want to get locked in. Yes, I know they're easy to open, but after one got locked in and had a panic attack, it's just easier for now. Anyways, my brother-in-law made a joke about my son not stinking up the bathroom. My son told him that he was just peeing. For some reason, my brother-in-law took offense at this and started bugging my husband about his sons sitting to pee. My husband then started telling the boys that if they are only peeing that they should stand. The boys don't have great aim, but they make up for it with a short attention span. When I went in the bathroom after a few days of that, it was gross. I turned around and walked out. When my husband got home, I told him that he picked up a new chore. He now has to clean the toilets, floors, and walls in the bathrooms the boys are using. He said that it wasn't his turn. I said it was his idea for the boys to stand to pee, so he had to deal with the consequences. He did it, but he's upset about me unilaterally making this decision, like he did about the boys. Really, I think maybe slightly more time needs to be spent with these boys telling them, standing is an option, but if you're going to do it, you have to make sure you have good aim, and if you make a mess, you have to clean it up immediately. I think that's something that the husband should more than agree to, and if they can't help but make a mess, then yeah, sitting down is no issue. All I'm saying is there's nothing wrong with standing to go, but if you're going to do so and you do make a mess, which let's be real is a lot easier to do versus sitting, clean up after yourself. Our next story is, am I the jerk for continuing to work out after kids? I, 30 year old male and my wife, 30 year old female, have two small kids, two years and three months. Ever since having our first child, it has been a continuously sore subject that I still go to the gym multiple times a week when I could be at home instead. Context, I work a pretty demanding full-time job and my wife stays at home with the kids and works part-time remotely. I usually go to the gym in the afternoon after work. On the weekends, I only go when the kids are napping. Sometimes I'm just even trying to use our stationary bike inside the house, which provokes the same angry or passive-aggressive response. 
The response when I say I'm going to work out is usually a variation of, well, I was going to ask you to do chore, but whatever, just leave instead, or must be nice to be able to go work out whenever you want. I've offered many times for her to do the same and leave the kids with me while she goes, but she usually doesn't feel like going in the times when I'm available to do so. I've given up pretty much all of my hobbies since having kids in order to focus on the family when I'm not at work. So I don't feel like it's unreasonable to ask for 4 or 5 hours per week in order to take care of myself physically and mentally. Am I the jerk? Edit. Judgment received additional context provided in reply to info requests. Housework is divided based on who's watching the kids. If she is, then I cook and clean and vice versa. Our infant sleeps in our room and whenever she feeds them, I do the burping and resettling. Not 100% of the time because I do sleep through some of the feedings and my wife will feel guilty and not wake me up. My wife's job does not interfere with her sleep for the most part. 9pm is the common time for Zoom meetings and they're less than an hour. The rest of her work can be completed at her own pace throughout the week whenever I'm home and watching the kids. She has a home office set up for this. I don't work out in the mornings because I get up with our two-year-old anywhere between 5.30 to 6 and do breakfast or spend a few hours with the kids before work. It would be possible to go to the gym very early or late, but I haven't tried due to the night schedule I mentioned above. To clarify, my wife is specifically asking me for time to work out as well, not just free time away from the kids. It still feels very difficult for me, even given the extra context to decide whether or not OP truly is the jerk. But I think I would personally lean towards maybe yes, just because it's not him prioritizing going to the gym with whatever free time he has. It's when he's electing to have that free time, which is specifically like after work. I guess what decides like when's a good time to go to the gym and how much more amicable could the situation be if OP chose to try to prioritize going to the gym during times that the wife might be a little bit more okay about. I mean, you guys have a three-month-old still, so they're pretty darn young. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to allow a photo of my future mother-in-law's miscarriages at my wedding? I, 26-year-old female, am planning my wedding to my fiancé, 27-year-old male, in a few months. Everything is going great and I love him so much, I can't wait to spend my life with him. He loves my family and I, for the most part, love his. A bit of background, fiancé has a much older brother. While my future mother-in-law was pregnant three times in between them, all of them resulted in latent miscarriages and stillbirths. As a result, mother-in-law put all of her motherly love and attention on fiancé. He had never tried a fruit or vegetable before I met him, because his parents never made him when he was young, and he had grown up assuming they were gross. I got him to try some and he loves them now. As we were planning our guest list, we consulted our families about which, and how many, relatives we should invite. Future mother-in-law asked that we invite fiancé's dead brother and sisters. When we asked what she meant, she wanted us to put up a framed photo of the dead babies in the pews at our wedding ceremony and then save them seats at our reception. I was horrified. First of all, we're trying to have a fairly small wedding to start with and a beautiful, intimate venue. We can only have seats for 30 to 50 people. And I would like these places to be for our friends and family, not people who have never met either of us because they're not alive. Fiancé agrees that three of the 50 seats reserved for dead people is too many. He suggests we compromise and just let mother-in-law put up all three photos in one seat. Personally, I think it's gross and weird to include any of them. We're starting our lives together. 
we want to have a family and it almost seems like a bad omen. But it means a lot to her and it's a fairly small ask. Fiance's parents are paying for 75% of our wedding and this is the only request she's had. So am I the jerk for still refusing? Personally, even though they're covering 75% of the wedding, I feel this is a very odd and rather inappropriate ask. I'm not trying to be insensitive to the situation, but I feel like this has no relevance to their wedding. I feel like this is her injecting their wedding with a lot of unnecessary, unrelated grief for no reason. I respect that she loves and still celebrates those that she lost, but it's unfair to try to burden somebody else with that, especially on their wedding day, whether you're paying for it or not. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling some teenagers to go freak themselves? I was out at a ball game today, and a couple of teenagers were openly mocking my weight. Yes, I'm overweight, but not clinically obese, size 16 women's for reference. I challenged them on it and asked them to repeat themselves to me. One decided to tell me that I'm fat. I responded saying, well, you can go freak yourself, which got an immediate reaction of shock from them. They got their parents' attention and told them what happened, and immediately I had three adults about twice my age or older, I'm 27, yelling at me, telling me that it was inappropriate, and one even called me a bench. I responded saying, if your brats are old enough to mock people to their faces, they're old enough to deal with the consequences of it. Not long after, I decided to move over to standing space for the rest of the game so as to not deal with the looks and huffs for the last few innings. So now, looking back on it, not sure if I'm the jerk for telling them to go freak themselves. On the one hand, I probably should have been the adult in the situation and brushed it off. On the other, teenagers tend to be used to getting away with acting like jerks to people. If they were adults, I'd have had no qualms about telling them to freak off. Am I the jerk? Definitely not the jerk. Let's be real, once you're a teenager, you've probably already experienced plenty of language like that. Insulting somebody and only getting some kind of insult in return is honestly like a very light thing for these teenagers to have experienced. Hopefully, maybe it'll deter them from being such judgmental jerks again in the future, at least so boldly and openly. Our next story is, am I the jerk for calling my boyfriend's mom fat at dinner? Hi, I, 22-year-old female, met my boyfriend, 24-year-old male, about two years ago. We have a great relationship and get along really well, and I could really see myself spending the rest of my life with him. There's only one problem, his mom. I'll call her Mary throughout this story. After almost a year of our relationship, I really wanted to meet Mary and my boyfriend's dad, but he kept pushing it off. Eventually, he decided to set some things up so we could all go out to eat. When I first met his dad, he was nice, but I kind of got the feeling Mary didn't like me. Eventually, as I started to get to know them more, Mary started making really rude comments to me about what I was eating. She would say things like, are you really going to eat all of that? Or don't you think you should watch your figure a little bit? My son doesn't like fat girls, etc. I would laugh it off as a joke, but my boyfriend and his dad never said anything. This happened every time we would eat with them, and I started to lose my patience. This went on for months. Everything came to a boiling point at tonight's dinner we had. She started with her usual comments, but something about this one comment made me lose it. I didn't cook a lot of food today, so please try to restrain yourself. I know it's hard for your kind. She made me feel like some kind of child and I lost it. I slammed my fork on the table and stood up and yelled, Maybe you should consider restraining your This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Self, last time I checked, this is the second plate you've gotten, fat bench. Mary and my boyfriend's dad was shocked. Mary started crying and I immediately felt bad. Before I could even say anything, my boyfriend grabbed my hand and took me to the car and we went home. It was silent on the way home and I asked if he wanted to talk and he said, let's just talk about it tomorrow. He then went to bed, but I can't help but feel bad. I need to know if I was out of line. So Reddit, am I the jerk for calling my boyfriend's mom fat while at dinner? I really don't think there's any heroes in this situation. Let's be real, she never should have said anything anything like that but i also think op's return fire was just as bad both incredibly hurtful things said from both sides intended to probably hurt both sides this next story is am i the jerk for going home without my boyfriend because he wouldn't stop having conversations my 24 year old female boyfriend 27 year old male and i were invited to one of our friends birthday parties yesterday i had to work early today so we agreed on leaving early Also, my boyfriend broke his foot, so I was in charge of driving. Around 11pm, I start to feel tired, so I told my boyfriend we were going to go soon. He said, yes, just let me finish my conversation. I said, okay. After 5 minutes of waiting, I tell him again that I was tired, so we needed to leave. He told me to wait 5 more minutes. But those 5 minutes quickly turned into 10. Those 10 into 20 and 20 into 30 minutes. At this point I was getting angry because he'd already promised me we'd leave early but it was now close to midnight and he was still talking. I go to him again and tell him that if he's having fun and wants to stay then I can ask his sister to drive him home as it's on her way. He said no and that he was coming. I told him that I was really tired and would leave without him if he wasn't there in 5 minutes. He said he'd be there. It's without surprise that after 5 minutes he was still not here but was having another conversation with someone else. I go to him one last time and tell him I'm leaving. I guess he didn't hear because he didn't react. Before leaving, I go to his sister and ask if she can drive him home. She said she would, so I thanked her and left. My boyfriend called me 10 minutes after to ask where I was. I told him I left because I was tired and he wouldn't leave. He called me a jerk and hung up. He texted me right after that and told me that I was the jerk for leaving without him, that he was just talking with his friends, and that it wouldn't have killed me to wait a little more. He blocked me right after that and slept at his sister's house. I texted her and she told me he just needed time to cool down and that me leaving without him had really hurt him. No news since, from him or his sister. Was I the jerk to leave without him? Perhaps it's true that I could have waited until he finished talking. Yeah, I don't think OP's the jerk here. 
I think they gave their boyfriend more than a few fair chances to call it in. And what was the issue if he did want to hang around and talk some more? His sister was going to drive him home, right? I don't see what the boyfriend's so uptight about. Our next story is, am I the jerk for thinking my wife lied to me? Today, my wife came into my gaming room at our house and told me she was going to the store to make a return. The store's only about 10 minutes from our house. After about an hour, I called her to see where she was, only to find out that she was hanging out with her friend. When she got home, about five hours after she initially left the house, I told her that I was angry that she had lied to me about what she was going to do. Her position is that she didn't lie to me because regardless of whether or not she told me that she was going to hang out with her friend, she still went to the store to return the item that she was planning to return. My position is that she lied because she, admittedly, had already made plans to hang out with her friend but completely left that out when she told me she was going to the store to return the item. We just had a big argument about the situation, with my wife saying she didn't realize she needed to tell me every single detail about everything she was going to do for the day. I didn't want the details about every single little thing she was going to do. I feel like she should have just told me she was going to hang out with her friend instead of conveniently leaving that part out. Am I the jerk? I think what maybe makes OP the jerk here is this assertion that she has to inform him of updates if something changes a little bit. To be fair though, if you say you're going to the store and it's probably going to be like a 20-30 minute thing tops, and all of a sudden you're gone for 5 hours, that can be a worrisome thing. It probably would be nice to give your partner a heads up saying, hey I'm hanging out with my friends so it might be longer. I just think a lot of partners would freak out if they said, hey, I'm going to the store to return an item, and they're not back after a few hours. I guess the real issue here is, did OP reach out themselves? Our next story is, am I the jerk for being rude to a coworker? I'm 25-year-old female. This involves a group of four lady coworkers between 23-year-old female and 40. So one of the ladies, we'll call A, just had a baby not too long ago and she was showing the other ladies, we'll call them B and C, pictures on her phone. I was walking from one of the offices to the main room and they were grouped together blocking the doorway and I just said, excuse me. A turns to me and says hi and asks if I want to see pictures of her baby. I replied, not right now, thank you. All three of them looked at me like I sneezed on them during COVID. B then asks, you don't like babies? I responded, no, I just don't really have an interest in them or kids in general, but congratulations, eh? And B then says, oh God, you're not one of those people whose whole personality is hating kids, are you? I just kind of stared at her and asked, do you want to see my new weapons and armor I just built on Skyrim? She looked so bewildered and said, no, what does that have to do with anything? I responded, oh, are you one of those people whose whole personality is hating video games? A and C started laughing, but B looked really embarrassed and I overheard her call me a bench as I was walking away. Am I the jerk? Yeah, OP's not the jerk here. Listen, sometimes you just want to be nice and tolerate the people who are proud of the creation they've made, the person they've brought into the world. But let's be real, how many of us actually do care about a coworker showing us a baby photo? You might look and be like, oh, they're cute or oh, that's nice. But a lot of the time, do you genuinely care? Is there anything inherently wrong with saying, no, uh, not really, thank you though? Our next story is, am I the jerk for not answering the phone or responding to my wife while I'm working? I, 32-year-old male, am happily married to my wife, 29-year-old female, and we have two young children. We have no problem with housework and tending to the children. All of this split. 
I work 10 to 12 hour days, sometimes more, and my wife is off at 3 every day, so she spends more time with the kids overall, but my job will sometimes only have me working 3 or 4 days of the week, so it evens out in the end. The issue isn't there. My job is laborious and has a strict no-phone policy. We lock them in lockers during the shifts. It's not because I have one of those bosses that doesn't want us to carry our phones. It's just not the kind of job you can have anything but what you need on you. I'm in a work jumpsuit, face covered and doing manual labor. The pay is great, but it's an all-hands-on-deck-at-all-times kind of job. If there's an emergency, someone can call the job and then someone will come tell me to pick up the phone, which has happened in the past, i.e. birth of a child, medical emergency, family emergency, etc., My wife is annoyed that I'm pretty much unavailable from when I clock in to when I clock out. I have an hour break, but that's mostly spent eating and I'll reply to any inquiries during that time. But in general, for 10 to 12 hours, sometimes it can be 15 hours minus the hour break and another 15, I'm not reachable. It will be minor things like asking what I would like to eat or a question about plans, or sometimes it might be serious as her mother is not doing well with health. I tell her that if it's important, to call the job. She thinks it's rude that I don't respond to her throughout the day. After work when I'm off and she's working, we text a lot and it's fun. A recent situation, she had to leave work and see her mother and updated me on her status. After I got off work, I replied and called her and she was like, Hours later, this is just part of my job and I think it's silly to be upset. Is a doctor supposed to stop performing surgery mid-operation and pull his cell phone out of his pocket? Yeah, OP's clearly just not the jerk here. I fail to understand why they cannot fathom that while you're working, you can't respond to them. Honestly, classically, I think that's a very normal thing in general. I mean, nowadays, if you're working an office job or something, I suppose it's easy enough to reach out and respond. But most of the time, when you're working, you're really not supposed to be doing that anyways, right? This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister I need to see proof of the gift she's giving my daughter? I, 38-year-old male, have a daughter, Daniela, who's turning 12 next week. Over the past few years, my sister Chloe, 32-year-old female, has made grand promises on Daniela on her birthday and then falls through. The first came when Daniela was nine and Chloe promised to take her to her first Broadway show. I checked with Chloe a couple of times that she could actually afford it, actually wanted to take a nine-year-old to the city. We live about an hour away, etc. Chloe promised up and down it was all good. Then, two days before the show, she said plans changed and she sold the tickets. Daniela was naturally devastated, but Chloe tried to make it up to her by taking her out to dinner the following week. For Daniela's 10th and 11th birthdays, a similar thing happened. The 10th, Chloe put an IOU in the card and basically told Daniela she could cash it in for one of a few activities. Daniela would text Chloe throughout the year, asking when they could do it, but Chloe always had an excuse. Eventually, the year ended with nothing being done. Daniela said she didn't care about not getting a gift but it was disappointing to be promised something and then have it taken away. She actually talked to Chloe about it and Chloe apologized. The 11th birthday was the worst example in my opinion. Chloe promised she would take her the following weekend to an amusement park that Daniela really wanted to go to. Daniela was so excited but Chloe continued canceling on her until the amusement park closed for the season. It should be noted that these things Chloe promises is stuff out of my budget most of the time. 
I did end up doing two of the activities that were on the IOU, but things like a Broadway show, as well as the amusement park tickets, were not something I could afford. I did save up to bring Daniela this summer and she had a ton of fun, but I know it was disappointing for her last year. Chloe apologized, but Daniela was less receptive to it at that time. This year, Chloe told me she wanted to take Daniela to New York overnight to see a show. I asked for proof this was booked. Chloe said she would do it once she figured out a time they could go. I said no, no more of this. She doesn't have to give Daniela anything at all, but if she does, it needs to be something planned and something she doesn't intend to back out of. No more IOUs. If she wants to gift these things, they need to be booked and non-refundable so I can see that she isn't going to back out. Chloe promised this time would be different. I said okay, then do what I asked. Chloe said that I was being unfair and holding the past against her. She also said I can't control what she gives my daughter for her birthday. Some members of our family have backed her up, saying Chloe is harmless and Daniela needs to understand sometimes things don't work out. I pointed out my daughter knows that lesson very well as she lost her mom young, and the only consistent woman figure she has, her aunt, keeps letting her down. Am I the jerk? Yeah, I just can't blame OP here. When they see their kid getting something promised to them and then relentlessly let down to the point where it very clearly breaks their spirits a little bit, I would want to step in too and make sure this grand next promise is actually something that follows through. I don't see how that could make OP the jerk. There's plenty of reason to be doubtful here. This next story is, am I the jerk for putting a shopping cart in the back of someone's pickup truck? I was at the hardware store this morning, and when I was walking back to my car, I saw a lady leave her empty shopping cart in the middle of the parking lot and get into her pickup truck to leave. The area to return carts was about 12 feet away, so that really ticked me off, since it's probably going to roll away and bump into someone's car. She wasn't disabled or anything like that, she was just lazy. Her window was open, so I said, Hey, you forgot to put your shopping cart away. She gave me a dirty look and said, You put it away if you care about it so dang much. So I said, fine, and I picked it up and put it in the flatbed of her truck. She exploded out of her truck and started screaming at me at the top of her lungs, ordering me to get it out and all that. I just ignored her and walked to my car. She ran to get a worker and I put my stuff in my trunk and rolled the cart back to where it freaking belonged, unlike her. So this skinny young kid who works there is standing in the back of her truck and trying to lift it out while she's screaming at him about me. I'm a really big guy and it was heavy for me, so I didn't know how he was going to do it. I never found out because I quickly left and that was that. Or so I thought. Well, this lady got a picture of me when I was driving out and she posted it on my community's Facebook group with a huge post saying crap about me, claiming that I threatened her life and that I scared her. She also posted a picture of a dent in her truck, but I have no idea where that came from. Maybe it happened when the workers took the card out, or maybe she's just lying? Now, my wife is super ticked at me, saying that I should have just minded my own business and now her friends and the parents of my kids' friends are going to see it, and she's humiliated. She said I was being a jerk and that I shouldn't have touched someone's property like that. I was just trying to get her to stop being so selfish. Am I the jerk here? I don't think I am. I do legitimately think it's a good litmus test of a person's quality on whether or not they go out of their way to put the cart back. Either way, I think OP is clearly the jerk here. It is one thing to berate somebody for not putting their cart back, but to go and pick it up and put it in the back of their truck, as much as tons of people probably online would celebrate and thank him for doing such a kind action, 
and looking out for the parking lots and ensuring the shopping carts get back, that is still undeniably a huge jerk move. Especially considering the poor worker who had to come out that OP said, eh, they probably can't even lift that thing. That innocent worker who probably doesn't get paid enough has to deal with that because of what OP did. Not just having to deal with getting it out, but getting berated by the Karen too. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy am I the jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 